God, your goodness is running after me. You know, real often when I leave church, uh, my assignments are just starting. I'm going somewhere to preach on Sunday night, but not today. Today I'm going home. Hallelujah. And there is chicken in the crock pot. So I feel like his goodness is running after me. Hallelujah. Anybody more blessed than you ought to be today? I believe I better ask you one more time. I said, anybody more blessed than you ought to be today? Anybody not as blessed as you're going to be? Today, we start a brand new series, Precious. I'm so glad to be with you today. We start a brand new series entitled Christmas Gifts. And man, I have so much to thank the Lord for today. So... I, I was just wondering, is there anybody grateful to be forgiven? Are you glad to be forgiven? So I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. Forgiveness is given and it's received. So I'm coming from Luke chapter 17. I'll begin reading at verse 3. You by live stream, again, you honor me by being with us today. Everybody that would share this stream, it would mean the world to me if you could do it because we can invite people into church and we have so many that are saved online. So the Bible said in Luke 17, 3, take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. <laughs> that don't mean cuss him out. Come on, somebody. And if he repents, do what? Forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day, and seven times he repents in a day and he returns to you saying, I repent. Punch him in the nose and say, that was the, no. <laughs> you shall forgive him. And isn't it something that right on the very heels of this, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Oh, it's getting real right there. <laughs> and so I want to unpack that today. The apostles said, increase our faith, forgive him seven times. And in one place, Jesus had the audacity to say 70 times seven. And the apostles went, increase our faith. You're so spiritual, you don't need that. But I'm telling you, your neighbor needs it. So the Lord said, Pastor Joan really needs it. Y'all pray for her. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, all this teaching on faith has its root in forgiveness. Can you believe that? So the Lord said, if you have the faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and planted into the sea and it would obey you. Look at verse five increase our faith. I want to talk to you today about the faith to forgive. How many of you know that sometimes you can get so wounded and so done? I can't talk to the fake people, but I can talk to the real folk today. Can you get so done that you can't forgive in your own strength? Anybody over here, am I talking to you? that you have to find faith to forgive. Tell your neighbor, Apostle's gonna help you today. Come on, he's gonna help you today. You ready to be helped? You ready to learn? You ready to grow? Okay, lift up your hands. Father, I stand before you today and I ask you for your anointing because I'm preaching what I've wrestled with.
There's been times in my life where the cut has been so intense and the wound so deep, I couldn't forgive in my own strength. I needed faith in you to forgive. But Lord, when I really rewind my life and I look at what I've been through, I've had a whole lot more good things happen to me than bad. And so today, God, in this Christmas season, I wanna unwrap the Christmas gift of forgiveness. I don't wanna hold one thing against anybody or even against myself. I thank you for fresh oil that's all in this room right now. I thank you, Lord, that I honestly feel you here today. Whatever you wanna do, it's all right with me. If you love the Lord, give him the great praise of the day. Come on, church. If you've been forgiven, give him a shout today. Before you sit down, tell everybody around you, say, I want you to listen real good today. Tell them, say, I want you to listen real good today. If he sins against you seven times a day, seven times he returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles looked at the Lord and said, increase our faith. I've actually read through this text and this chapter many times, probably just like you. But as I read through it this past week in prayer, God showed me something here as it relates to forgiveness that I've honestly never seen. I've preached on faith and I've preached on forgiveness, but I don't know that I've ever melded them together in the way that I'm going to do this morning. We often quote verses five and six. We often love to hear that and get on that and say, Lord, increase our faith. And we, we talk about the mustard seed and we, we, we get that thing deep down inside of us and we wanna have faith to believe for breakthrough and faith to believe for healing and faith to believe for financial favor. And I believe in all that. But the truth is, if you read this scripture in context, it unlocks a deeper dimension that both Jesus and the disciples were dealing with here. Because Jesus starts the whole chapter off in, in chapter 17, and he's talking about offense and radical forgiveness. And he said that if somebody offends you, forgive them. And then he has the audacity because he's Jesus to say if they mess you over seven times in a day and come back, you just forgive them. And then he said in Matthew 18, 70 times seven. Honey, let me tell you. I don't know how you're wired, but about the second time. Okay, pray for me, y'all. About the second time, I got one good one in me. But when you hit me the second time, I'm like, hey, we already been here. And what Jesus unlocked here, people say, well, I can get that seven times in, apostle, and then I'm gonna shoot him to the honor and glory of God. But the reality is when he said 70 times seven, what he's saying here is your capacity to forgive needs to be like mine and that is unlimited. He said, I want you to learn to forgive. I want you to even be preemptive in your forgiving. What does that mean? That means I'm gonna forgive you even before you mess up. You say, well, is that biblical? The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait until we got it right to create an opportunity and a path for restoration. And the disciples, the apostles are hearing the Lord talk about this and I want you to listen to their response in verse five. They said, increase our faith. Now ain't that something? 
They're not asking the Lord to increase their faith to walk on water. They didn't say increase our faith to walk on water just like you did. They didn't say increase our faith to heal the blind or raise the dead. They said increase our faith to forgive. See, see, forgiveness at times can be the greatest miracle of your life. Forgiveness can be greater when you grant that man, when God gives you the ability to do it, that can be a greater, that can be a greater miracle than the healing of cancer, than the raising of a lame person. And the disciples understood this. And when the Lord said this, they knew their capacity to hold on to things that they shouldn't hold on to. And they said three words, increase our faith. They said, we, we, we cannot do this without faith. And sometimes it takes faith to forgive. Sometimes the only way you can forgive is supernatural. They knew it was their own struggle. They understood that to forgive at that level was impossible, that, that they didn't have the strength to do it. So they looked right at Jesus and said, increase our faith. They said, you want us to do this, Lord, but we can't do it without you. And it was then that the Lord responded and unpacked the supernatural element of the mustard seed and faith on another level and dimension. And man, this is the reality. There are times when the offense is so great, so consistent, so nonstop, so perpetual. There's times, y'all, that the cut is so deep that you really can't forgive outside the supernatural help from heaven. If God doesn't anoint you to forgive and strengthen you to forgive, you just can't do it. I don't care how much counseling you get, I don't care how spiritual you are, there are times that if God doesn't usher in his anointing and his presence and his power and you get faith in God because you found out I can't have faith in people, I'm gonna have to put my faith in God. Give me faith to forgive. It's not a normal thing. It's not an easy thing. See, God provides, precious, the capacity for supernatural forgiveness. There are times when Forgiveness goes beyond what we're capable of. And it has to be supernatural and people will look at you and what you've been through and it will testify that God is great because they knew that you could not forgive without the Lord's help. In those times when it is so intense, you say, Jesus, help me. In fact, help me now. Because if I respond like I want to, where are y'all at? If I give them what I want to give them, if I say what I'm thinking, if I let this thing roll, let's just say it ain't gonna be pretty, come on. They better thank God I'm saved and they better pray I don't backslide this morning. Come on, somebody. Have you been there? Look straight ahead and act like I'm not talking to you. I want to go a little deeper. In the New Testament, there are actually two Greek words translated for our English word forgive. One is charizomia and one is aphemi. Now, the word charizomia comes from the Greek and it's from the word charis, which means grace. So the implication is that somewhere in this radical faith-filled supernatural forgiving, 
you're going to have to find grace. The Bible said in Ephesians 4.31, let all bitterness, not some of it, not most of it, how much of it, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving. There that word is. In the Greek, it is the word charizomia. It means grace forgiving, be forgiving to one another, even as God forgave you. Now, now both of these words are connected to grace forgiving, but charizomia forgiving means that you are literally canceling the debt of offense. It means I'm gonna cancel the debt. This is very powerful to me because biblical forgiveness is another level. It means I am canceling the debt. You made a withdrawal from me with your behavior. The way that you are acting, have acted and continue to behave. You are making a withdrawal from me but I am canceling the debt because I don't wanna carry that anymore. Sometimes you'll have to just cancel the debt and, and there are some people who will never make it right. And if you are waiting for them to make it right, you're going to wait for a long time. So the best thing you can do is carry Zomia. Cancel the debt. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, cancel the debt. Look at Paul's writing. Paul makes it clear in Luke 2.13. When you were dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your sinful nature. God made you alive in Christ. He forgave charizomia, charis, grace. He canceled the debt. He forgave us of all of our sins, having canceled the written code, the records with its regulations that man against, that, that, that man against us and stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. If God's ever canceled a debt on you, make a little noise in the room right now. Okay, on a scale from one to 10, I'll give that a six. But some of y'all know that you shouldn't even be where you are today and God has canceled every debt of sin if he canceled any debt of sin, open your mouth and give him praise right now. The Bible said he nailed the offense to a cross. He forgave. In fact, when Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. That's actually a phrase in the Greek. It is tetaleste. It literally means paid in full. It means the debt is canceled. It's paid in full. If somebody in those days went to prison, when they were finally released from prison, they would stamp on their documents, teleste, paid in full. And I don't know about you, I've got a lot of things in my life that I shouldn't have done. There's places I shouldn't have gone. There's thoughts I shouldn't have had. 
There's ways I shouldn't have behaved. But today I stand here because of grace. Today the debt has been canceled. Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. When I owed a debt, I could not pay. So if there's anybody here today and you're thankful for forgiveness, why don't you just stop and give the Lord a little bit of glory and say, God, I want to thank you. I want to praise you. Let's look a little more intensely into this thing. God forgave us then for Christ's sake. He didn't forgive us because we were worthy. He didn't forgive us because we finally got it right. God provided forgiveness and canceled your debt when you were dead in your sin. And here is what he's saying in this text. He's saying forgiven people need to forgive. Oh, that's easier said than done. Because somebody else's transgression is different than yours. But if you've been forgiven, you need to forgive. And you say, well, apostle, you don't even know what they did to me. You don't know the level of transgression that they they brought into my life. It's hard. And believe me, that has been my challenge. I wish I could stand before you today and tell you that I haven't grappled with that in my life. I wish I could stand before you today and then tell you that there are times when things that happened to me even when I was a boy that will come back in my life and try to creep up on me. It's been my challenge. And really, you know, the truth is, if I'm being transparent with you, and y'all know I love everybody, and I'm incredibly blessed, and you know that I, in my heart, I feel so blessed to even be selected or used in any way by the Lord. But if I'm being transparent with you, forgiveness for the people who've hurt me have been my challenge, and some of my most intense wounds have not come from people that were foreign to me. Some of my most intense wounds have come from my own family, and some of my most intense wounds have come from people in the church but I have made up in my mind that I will not dwell in that anymore because I am forgiven, so I'm going to forgive. And there's been seasons in my life when, when the debt of offense was so great, I, it was hard for me to cancel that thing out And it took supernatural faith. And and here's an even more intense reality. Can I talk to you from my heart? If I can talk to you from my heart, let me hear from you now. Come on. Here's a more intense reality. The the, the facts are that, that it's hard to forgive people who wronged you even when they apologize. Even when they apologize, it's hard to forgive them when they are thoughtless, ruthless, spiteful, ugly, do horrible things. It's hard, y'all. I wish I could tell you it was easy, but sometimes it's hard. Maybe it's easy for you, but pray for your weaker brother. Sometimes it's hard because the pain is intense and God helps us. And it's hard sometimes to forgive people who wronged you even when they apologize. But here's the truth. One of the hardest things in life to do is to forgive sorry people who are not sorry. 
It is so hard to forgive sorry people who are not sorry. It's hard to forgive people who, who treated you in sorry ways who did sorry things, who hurt you deeply. And that's the test because my human reasoning tells me that people who don't want forgiveness don't deserve forgiveness. But that's not the Bible way. And, there, and the truth is, y'all, there are many people who wrong us in life and they could care less whether or not we forgive them. They don't want our forgiveness. They don't need our forgiveness. They don't desire our forgiveness. They are simply sorry people who are not sorry, but I have to forgive because God tells me to forgive. So forgiveness is canceling that debt. It's giving a gift to people at times who don't even want it. It's giving a gift to people at times who don't even care anything about whether you give it to them or not. But here's what I found out. I've lived long enough to understand this. Sometimes forgiveness is the gift you give to yourself. Can I talk to you today? Sometimes the gift of forgiveness is what you give to yourself. It's you saying that I won't let this thing bind me up not one more minute and whether you need to be forgiven or not is irrelevant. I need to forgive you because I believe that God still has a plan and I still got a future. In spite of what I've been through, I'm gonna forgive you. I need somebody right now who's ever given the gift of forgiveness to yourself. Give him praise right now. I, I, I couldn't take it anymore. Apostle, I didn't want to think about it anymore. I didn't want to lay with it anymore, so I forgave. It, it's it's, the, it's the, the understanding that I'm going to cancel that debt. I'm going to give you grace that you don't deserve mercy, grace. What is mercy? Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is not getting what you deserve and getting what you don't deserve. So I want grace. I'm not just not gonna give you what you deserve, I'm gonna give you what you don't deserve and I'm gonna forgive you and even if you don't want it, I'll do it for myself, hallelujah. Now. The next Greek word is aphemia or aphemai. Aphemai is the supernatural ability to forgive, to let it go, to refuse to live in the offense or dwell on it. Now this is powerful to me because on some levels, the transgressions, the wounds, the hurt are so deep and it seems like things swirl at Christmas time. Come on somebody. The transgressions are so deep, forgiveness has to be supernatural because in your own strength, you can't do it. And it was like the disciples said, I'm going to need a supernatural increase of faith to accomplish this. And the use of the word ephemi is actually found in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive, ephemi, to forgive us of our sins, ephemi, and to cleanse us from our unrighteousness. He is faithful and just, not only to forgive us, but to let it go. And not remind us of who we were and what we did. Some of you are still repenting. Lord, you know what I did back in 2021? 
Lord, you know how I messed up. Lord, you know my behavior. In 2017, Lord, in 2002, Lord, you know what I did. In 1983, Lord, some of y'all old up in here, come on. You know what I did and the Lord will look at you and say, I have no record of anything you did prior to the blood of Jesus Christ. I have dismissed that thing. I have let it go. I don't know about you, but I stand here today as a living witness that he never held my past against me. And I am blessed and nurtured and healed and restored and moving forward because he never held my past against me. Only praise him if you're thankful. Only thank him. If there's something rising up in you and and you got to thank him today. This is what God does for us, isn't it? When we confess our sins, he forgives us, and he doesn't even bring it up again. He won't even talk about it again. And if you're hearing the conversation, In your head, it is not God. Because the Bible said, there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. If you're hearing that conversation, that is the enemy whispering in your ear. Because when the Lord looks at you, he looks at you as redeemed and ransomed and made brand new. You are hidden in Christ. (laughs) Have union with him. You say, but apostle, that's Jesus. (laughs) That's the Lord. That ain't me. That's why it has to be supernatural. My dad was a hoot. I wish y'all could have known him. He never saw this building. He was in the older building with us. We called him Pastor Paul Paul. He was love on wheels. Man, he would he would have went through this whole building shaking everybody's hand. He would come up in here during worship and kneel and just worship the Lord. He was love on wheels. And he used to preach and he was talking about burying the hatchet. And he said, you know, you got these people, they say, we're going to bury the hatchet. We'll bury the hatchet. He said, and they bury the hatchet, but they leave the handle sticking out of the ground. So about the time you get upset again, you can go back and get that hatchet and pound that person in the head with it. Don't sit out there and act like you've never done that. You could be riding down the road talking about what you want for lunch. What you, where you wanna go to dinner tonight? Well, let's go to the Olive Garden. You know, I'm not really wanting the Olive Garden. You know you never want what I want. Why did you even ask anyway? You just always want to have your way all the way back in 2008 when you did that and you picked that hatchet up and you're talking about going to get spaghetti and all of a sudden it's all the way. But how many of you are glad for a God that doesn't just bury the hatchet, he buries the handle and he buries the whole thing? You say, Apostle, it's too much. (laughs) I want to let it go, but I'm holding a grudge. But reality check, when you hold a grudge and refuse to let things go, you're not holding a grudge. The grudge is holding you. 
I am not going to let a grudge hold me. See, y'all, I love these two Greek words. The first meaning, to cancel out the debt, charizomia. It's the ability to know that the person owes you an apology. You owe me an apology, but it's canceling a debt. And say, I'm good whether you apologize to me or not. You, you wrecked my world in that season. You upset me in that season. I'm not empowering you to do it anymore. I'm okay whether you apologize or not. God's favor is still on my life. Uh. It's those times that we knew we deserved better treatment. Where y'all at? We knew we treated them better than they treated us. But in spite of it all, we cancel the debt. And then we move into that second word. We move from Kedzomia, we move to Ephemia, and we say, I'm going to let it go now. I'm going to let this thing go. I'm not going to live bound up by unforgiveness anymore. Oh, in fact, I studied the etymology of the word forgive, and it got really deep to me. Because forgive has the prefix for from the Jamaic word forward. What are you saying, apostle? I'm saying you can't move forward if you don't forgive. You'll be trapped if you don't forgive. So my admonition to you as the father of this house, my admonition to you as the call of God over your life to speak into your life at this moment is this, forgive because when you do, you move forward in victory. You know why I forgive? Because I'm not gonna stay trapped you know why I forgive? Because I'm not going to be imprisoned by what happened to me. I'm moving forward. I need you to tell everybody in your neighborhood I'm moving forward. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Tell somebody on your other side, just say, keep moving. Yeah, yeah, even if they ain't sorry, keep moving. Even if they haven't been kind, keep moving. Even if they didn't apologize, keep moving. I'm not done. God still got a plan for my life. I'm going to keep moving. Y'all, y'all, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I need to tell somebody, keep moving. I need you to holler at your neighbor and say, keep moving. I don't care what they done. I don't care how bad it hurt. Keep moving. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Everything God has promised you is still in place. The only thing that will block it is if you get trapped, keep moving. I'm looking for the people who are ready to move forward. Open up your mouth and praise him. Just, I'm gonna keep moving. Yeah, you hurt me, but I'll keep moving. You did me wrong, but I'll keep moving. It was hard, but I'll keep moving. Whew. Tell everybody, keep moving. You know why I keep moving? Because when I weigh my accomplishments against my assignment, I know if the enemy paralyzes me in a season, I won't accomplish my assignment. So what do I do? I shake it off. And I say in the name of Jesus, I'm walking away because my assignment is bigger than your betrayal. My assignment is bigger than what you did to me. What God has for me is bigger and greater. If you're going to keep moving, open up your mouth and give God praise. 
Truth is, you're not finished and neither am I. And people who are bound by unforgiveness continually look back. Can I tell you this? The windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. Where y'all at? You're looking at a small thing. When if it's behind you, it can't hurt you anymore. Unless you let it. Some of y'all need to stop looking in the rearview mirror and look at the windshield and know that God's got a plan and the best is yet to come. Forgive because it is more necessary to see where you're going than to continually look back at where you've been. People trapped in cycles of unforgiveness are constantly and continuously looking back. But fresh vision, see fresh vision. Vision is your ability to see beyond where you are. It's your ability to see out there. It's your ability to see what's next. But if you are so transfixed by what was, you will never have the vision to move forward. But I feel like I'm gathering in this Christmas season with some people who say, Apostle, I want fresh vision and I'll forgive. I'll forgive if that's what it takes to get it. People look back at old wounds, old relationships, old disappointments, old wrongs. And at some point, look at me now, precious. At some point, you got to stop blaming and start forgiving. Well, they were wrong. Well, you've been wrong. I've been wrong. The reality is stop looking back because you'll never back into your breakthrough. You'll never back into your new season. Come on, I wish somebody would help me. You'll never back into your new season. How many of you saying, Apostle, I'm letting it go because I'm not backing into my breakthrough. I'm moving forward. Come on, I dare somebody right now, if you're moving forward, make a little noise in this room. If you're gonna gonna keep moving, make a little noise right now, hey. Hey, my wife just looked at me and I think she said good preaching. Well, the reward is chicken in the crock pot. Hallelujah. Watch this. You say, well, Pastor, they owe me. They hurt me so bad, I want them to hurt like I hurt. They did me so wrong, apostle, they owe me. I'm going to get even with them. But I want to tell you something. You got to forgive because you'll never get ahead as long as you're trying to get even. Lord, I'm helping somebody. Who wants to get even? I don't want to get even. I want to get ahead. If I get even, that means I'm just kind of even. God never called me to be even. God called me to move forward. Is there anybody here ready to move forward? Come on. Don't spend your time, your efforts, your energy. Don't spend your destiny trying to get even. Paul said it like this. Brethren, I do not count myself as apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, ahead, I press I press, I press through the hurt, 
I press through the past. I press toward the goal of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Tell somebody I'm pressing on. They hurt me, but I'm pressing on. It was hard, but I'm pressing on. You say, Apostle, you have no idea what they did to me. I can't forgive them. Watch this. The only people you should try to get even with are those who've helped you. I want to get even with them. No, the only people you should try to get even with are the ones who's helped you. Just before I try to land this plane, stop right now and give God praise for everybody who ever helped you. Come on, if this this praise is a thank you, Jesus, and a thank you to the people who ever helped you, one, two, three, give God praise for anybody who ever helped you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for everybody who ever helped me. I want to get even with them. I want to get even with them. If they help me, I want to get even with them. Well, Apostle, you don't know the level of transgression. You don't know the pain. You don't know the hurt that I endured because of them. They don't even deserve forgiveness, but I've been doing this a long, long time, y'all. And I feel more qualified to speak to it only because I've lived through it. Those who deserve forgiveness the least actually need it the most. (sighs) Those who deserve it the least actually need it the most. Let it go. Forgive because to harbor unforgiveness will bring about hate. And you got too much to be thankful for to be be consumed with hate. Hate is the slow suicide of your destiny. Hate will rob you of your destiny. Hate will rob you of God's plan for your life. And when you forgive, here's what the devil doesn't want you to know. When you forgive, you actually win the fight. The devil wants you trapped in this season of conflict internally and externally. But when you forgive, you win the fight. If you wanna be defeated and miserable, Do this, withhold forgiveness. If you want to not achieve your purpose, withhold forgiveness. Unforgiveness does more to damage me than it does to damage the person I refuse to forgive. I feel this in my spirit. Forgiveness needs to sweep this house. It It needs to sweep people that are watching online even after the fact. Because if you understand the power of forgiveness, it changes everything. Can I speak something over you? If I can, shout amen. Amen. Y'all know how much I believe in confession, the power of death and life, and decreeing things. So I want you to raise up your hands. Here's what I declare. Forgive. Because in Jesus' mighty name, what is behind you is insignificant compared to what is ahead of you. Okay. For everybody who thinks that they've already lived their best life, then that ain't gonna mean nothing to you. 
But if you believe that eye has not seen and ear has not heard, if you believe that God's plans for you are in place, I dare you right now to forgive. If you believe what is behind you is insignificant to what is before you, go ahead and give God praise for the power to forgive. Can I tell y'all, now I've been living for quite a while. Can I tell you a secret? You, you, you can't tell nobody. <laughs> Forgive your enemies. Watch, nothing annoys them more. I want to get back at him. Forgive him. Shake it off. It, well, listen, narcissistic people, they can't handle it when they lose the power to be able to affect your joy, your purpose, your destiny. I dare somebody right now, if you're ready for freedom, give God a praise because it's in forgiveness. Come on, if you're getting a little help this morning, if you're getting a little help, open up your mouth and give God some praise. I have aggravated people I know in my life when I was nice to them and they were mean to me. And it wasn't a nice nasty. You know how when some folks are nice nasty, that's Southern right there. Southern people know how to be nice, nasty. Where's the Southern folk at? Southern folk will look at you and smile, but their teeth, they look like a werewolf. Come on, somebody. They're being nice and saying nice things, but you know, man, they would chew you up in a moment. Listen, when you know how forgiven you are and how good God has been to you, it ain't even nice, nasty. It's you just saying, you know what? I have been so blessed and God has been, so I'll just forgive you. I'm not even gonna give you the power. Listen, I break the influence of narcissistic people over your life who want to control you. You're gonna forgive and walk away. I'm, I'm talking to you like you're one of my children. You need to forgive because there's true freedom in forgiving. In those times, you've got to understand that that's where you find freedom. Now, now, let me talk to you as a father. Let me, let me talk to you as someone who's lived long enough that I have navigated different seasons in life. And here's something that's hard, but it's true. There are some levels of transgression. There are some things so intense, so violating, so hurtful, so deep, that even though you forgive the person Forgiveness does not always mean access. Come on, somebody. Just because I forgave you 
does not mean I'm granting you access to do again what you did before. I cancel the debt, I let it go, but you will never again have access to me the way you had access to me before. Those days are over. Well, apostle, that's unforgiveness. No, baby, that ain't unforgiveness, that's wisdom. Forgiveness does not mean you act like it never happened. Forgiveness is not about becoming a doormat. Forgiveness is not about you laying down and say you can do again what you did before. Forgiveness is saying, you know what, I forgive you, but I'm setting boundaries in place and you can't ever do again to me what you did before. I wish I could find somebody who understood what I was saying. That sexual abuse, it ain't gonna happen again. Abusing me in the home, that is not gonna happen again. You don't get to use me as a punching bag anymore. You don't get, y'all ain't helping me in here. I'm not allowing you that kind of access. It's called boundaries. It's not about being a doormat. I'll be anybody's doorway, but I'll never be your doormat. I'll tell you that right now. I'll help you. I'll be a door for you. I'm not going to be your doormat. I could say something, but I better be careful. I ain't going to let what you stepped in, the stink you've been walking around in, be brushed off on me. Because then, then me and you both stink. Come on, somebody. Boundaries are healthy. And you can forgive with boundaries. And you can forgive and not allow access. Help me, somebody. I want you to be healthy. So there are two things that I want you to do today. So first of all, if you got anything out of the word, give God some praise right now. Come on, whatever level you received, let that be the level that you give God thanks right now. What? So, for us to walk this out in the way that the Lord wants us to walk it out, it's important that you hear the rest of this message. Because if you try to rush out without hearing the rest of this message, you're going to miss the freedom that the Lord wants you to walk in. First thing I want you to do today is take out your spiritual gavel and dismiss all cases against others. Take out your spiritual gavel and declare case dismissed. Somebody just throw up your hands, even if it's hard right now, just say case dismissed. Yeah, case dismissed. I let it go, I give grace. Care to zone me out, 
him I, 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 I give grace, I cancel the debt, I let it go, I'm not revisiting it, I'm not going to sit around and think what could have been if you weren't such a knucklehead. I dismiss the case. I'm not wasting my time. One more day. I am not allowing you to rob one more minute from me. So I dismiss the case. Who wants to dismiss every case right now? But here's probably the hardest thing of all. And this son is where supernatural faith comes in. This is where it's hard on another level. Because sometimes we can dismiss all the cases against those who wronged us. But here's the real test. Dismiss all cases against yourself. Have the faith to forgive yourself. Have the faith to put it behind you. And one of the things that you have to do, and it's so important, is forgive yourself. Don't allow yourself today to be handcuffed to past behaviors or past failures or past regrets. Here's the reality, y'all. Jesus is not looking to blame you. He took your blame. He's not looking to punish you. He took your punishment. God will increase your faith to forgive even yourself, but apostle, I've had too much in my past. I'm not worthy of anything good. I've had that failure, that, that affair, that sin, but I want to tell you, even if you feel like it's over, it's not over because God never consults your past to determine your future. He's not looking at where you've been to determine where you can go. Don't, don't let your past become a memorial. A memorial is something you go and visit that reminds you. Some of you have built memorials to your failure. You're coming to church, but you still go back and visit what you did, who you were. It becomes a memorial. I've been in the former Soviet Union many times. I've been in Russia, I, I think three, three times, maybe four. The first time I went to Moscow, it was shortly after the Iron Curtain fell. I've, I've been in Moscow, Ukraine, Poland, all through there preaching. I was in Siberia. That ain't the end of the world, but you can see it from there. Come on, somebody. It's out there. But I was in Moscow, and they took me to Lenin's tomb, the founder of communism. And Lenin has been dead since 1924, 99 years. But he is embalmed behind glass. And every Thursday, they re-embalm him. He's been sitting there almost a hundred years and a lot of his face has rotten off and they just keep re-embalming him 
and they keep, they'll put a little bit of wax here. He's an ugly joker. I'll tell you that right now. God, forgive me for saying that. That was not in my notes. But you know, could you imagine what somebody would look like if they'd been dead for 99 years? And they are constantly being re-embalmed. Some of you have been re-embalming your past. Some of you have been embalming. You've been going back and visiting it. And I've got a word for you. Don't embalm it. Cremate it in the name of Jesus Christ. I dare you right now, if you're ready to cremate everything in your past, get on your feet and give God a praise right now. Come on, burn it down. Burn it down right now. Burn down it, burn it down. Say, I'm washed in the blood, burn it down. And in fact, I'll tell you what, cremate not only what you did, cremate what was done for it to you. In this atmosphere, cremate it. Don't embalm it. So here it is. Nobody leave. If you leave right now, we actually have people in the foyer they have water balloons. It would be a bad idea to leave right now when God is dealing with so many people's hearts. So how many of you can say, Apostle, I want to walk in the faith to forgive. If that's you, slip up your hand right now. We're going to do something a little bit unusual today. Pastor John's going to come out and worship with us. I'm gonna pray a collective prayer over the whole house. But if you need forgiveness or you need to grant forgiveness and you know it's going to take faith to do it with heads bowed, you say you've spoken to me today, slip up your hand across the room. Hands all hands in every section, big percentage of the house. If you want to move forward into your future and you don't want one thing to hinder you, I'm gonna ask you to do something a little bit radical. I want you to come to the front and I want you to stand here today, sing Pastor John. Come on, everybody that was, I believe that many should come. If you want the faith to forgive, come on. I believe that a river is about to open in here if you'll come. Come on, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Jesus is here to forgive today. Open up my eyes. Stop memorializing these things. Stop re-embalming them. waiting because I feel like there's probably about 70 or 100 more people that would come if I just held it. I want you to come because I want to see you free today. Open up my eyes That's it. Show me who you are and feel. Come 
on up here, Pastor Doug. With your heart and me in your love to those around. Singing holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me I want everybody that's not ashamed raise up your hands high and sing it everybody holy there is no one like you there is none beside you would you open up my eyes in wonder show me who you are and fill me with your heart in my spirit I'm feeling who am I who am I to deny what the Lord can do who am I to deny what the Lord can do God's about to do a supernatural thing in this room he's about to do a supernatural thing online some of you walked in here heavy but God's about to God's about to God's about to lift that heaviness off to your girls He's about to lift it off of you, little sister. You're gonna, you're gonna feel a lightness come and it seems impossible. So I just want you to raise up your hands right now and I want you to say, Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Increase my faith to believe that the cross is enough. Increase my faith to be a grace forgiver. Increase my faith to let it go. I dismiss all cases against those who've hurt me, and I dismiss every case against myself. John, what you saying, son? You are more than Come on, we're gonna worship for just a few minutes. Hey, I can't do it by myself, Lord, but here's what I say. You are more than Feel a shift in the room right now. Come on. This is what I believe.
somebody give God praise now. That now, here's what I want you to do. If he's brought you in his way, if he's been faithful to you, open up your mouth and give him a praise. I'm about to pray over all these. Sing it. I've come a long way And I've seen how you work Look at it now There's so much goodness and grace Come on Much more than I deserve Cause I know who I am I can't stay where I'm at Come this far by faith, and we just can't turn back. Cause he's not done with me. Yet. Come on, somebody! Come on! He's not done with me yet. There's so much more to the story. You're not done. You're not done with me yet. Somebody sing it out. You're not done with me yet. There's so much more to the story. You're not done with me yet. You're not done with me yet. Hallelujah. You're not done with me. disciples forgive them verse 3 in fact if they come to you seven times in one day forgive them and he says in Matthew forgive them 70 times 7 and they went Lord increase our faith we can't do this by ourselves so first of all and everybody in the room 
raise up your hands and we're going to dismiss every case against ourselves some of you are going to give your hearts to Jesus this is going to be a, a washing and a cleansing moment some of you are going to rededicate your lives to the Lord some of you are just going to push out condemnation you're going to push out the enemy's ability to remind you of what you've done you're dismissing every case against yourself so pray this after me pray heavenly father in jesus name i thank you for freedom and forgiveness help me lord to dismiss every case against myself lord thank you that you have forgiven me today because of your forgiveness I forgive myself I don't go back to it I don't remind myself I don't revisit it I don't embalm it I don't go back to see it it's not a memorial today Lord in faith I cremate it I put it under the blood I declare it's gone and I thank you that nothing behind me even compares to what's in front of me so wash my heart wash my mind make me new I receive faith to forgive now hold your hands up say in Jesus name I dismiss every case against people who have hurt me and even people who are hurting me right now I decree that my destiny is forward I decree that Lord nothing they've done to me compares with your goodness in my life I thank you right now that I'm forgiving sorry people who are not sorry I thank you I'm not bound anymore my mind is renewed I continually recapture the goodness and faithfulness of God I set my mind on the good things and I give you praise that the very best is in front of me and not behind me now I want you to give the Lord a radical 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 praise all right come on give him a radical praise come on pastor don't reach over and touch a neighbor by the uh, on the hand or on the shoulder pastor don't's gonna close us in prayer if you want to hang out in the altars pastor Christian will hang out our altar team will hang out and we will pray with you. How many of y'all glad you came to church today and it was supernatural? But here's what I want you to do. I want you to prepare your hearts for what God wants to do in your life. And I want you to walk this thing out. I believe this is one of the most necessary teachings that I've given here in 26 years. If you're a guest and you, you'd love to meet us, we would sure love to meet you. Y'all, I just love you. I mean it. I just love you so much. I believe in you. Pastor, God, will you pray with us? Such a powerful prayer. 
And remember, we have the choice. I mentioned that earlier today. And we have the choice to forgive. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a choice. It's saying, Lord, this is what your word says. And so this is, I'm going to deny my way. I'm going to do it your way. This is what you want of me. So it's a choice. Sometimes you might have to get up in the morning and make this same choice you just did right here in these altars. You might have to get up in the morning and say, okay, God, I choose to forgive today. And then Wednesday might come along and it might try to come at you again. But Lord, I'm choosing. This is what I'm choosing. I'm choosing to forgive. Amen. And Father God, I just thank you for releasing the faith to forgive. We, we take authority over unforgiveness, revenge, hatefulness, anything that's been in our heart that has separated us from you in any kind of way because of unforgiveness. Today, it breaks. It goes in the name of Jesus. Peace comes. Love comes. Joy comes. Freedom comes. And we thank you for it today, God. Bless your people as they go in forgiveness today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for watching the message. I'm sure this spoke to you. Here's what I want you to do. Why don't you subscribe to this YouTube channel? That way, every time there's a new message, you'll get to hear it. Also, many of you have watched this. Some of you watch on a regular basis. Why not take time? And so, you can give at calvaryfl.com, you can give on your phones, and you can be a part of helping us take this message around the world, the message of hope, the message of Jesus Christ. Can't wait to see you back here real soon.